0: Tompkins presented by four Roses okay here we go again how you doing everybody this is real talk I am Ben Tompkins we are presented by four Roses bourbon and I was trying to wait until I was trying to wait a little bit because apparently there's just bombshell report coming out on the Washington what was previously known as the Redskins the team previously known as the Redskins are changing their name I'm sure you've heard and there's supposed to be this really big bomb cell report, toxic culture, Dan Snyder's going to be out on his ass, I'm waiting for it, I tried to wait and wait and wait, but at some point, you got to, you, you just got to run, all right, the, the microphone's got to go on, turn the red line on, we got to start running, we're taping, we're live, let's go, okay. Um, here's where we're looking at today, okay, I have a few kind of funny stories, a very serious Uber story, okay, some thoughts on the Redskins changing their names, uh, something on college football, and uh, also, I, I'm really excited to announce this, I teased, last week I teased that we were going to get a high-profile guest on the podcast, we are, okay, we are, uh, it just didn't happen today, unfortunately, scheduling issues, you know, my people are trying to get with their people, their people trying to get with my people, it happens, okay, um, but... Next week, probably next week, or at least in the next coming weeks, because I still have to lock this down. But uh, she did get back to me, and I'm really excited to announce that Sarah Merrill is going to be on the podcast. Now, if you don't know Sarah, she runs, she's a blogger that lives in New York City, and she runs a wildly popular blog, and she's on. Uh, Instagram and Twitter at Big Kid Problems. And she does her own podcast as well, the Big Kid Problems podcast. But basically, she is a 30-something living in New York, has lived there for a little bit, and kind of just went went the blogger route, right? And moved to New York and tweets, and posts a lot of relatable shit for people in their 20s, 30s, and probably some of you immature 40-year-olds as well, okay? I'm not calling anybody out, but I'm just saying, all right? Now, she is going to join me. We're going to be doing a Zoom interview, and so I'm going to have Sarah Mail on. And um, I mean, I mean, listen, if you've never heard of Big Kid Problems, go and look it up, okay? I'm pretty sure it's just at Big Kid Problems, Instagram, Twitter, um, like I said does her own podcast blog okay uh, it's it's just really relatable It's just really relatable shit uh, and I really get a kick out of it and so we're gonna come on and uh, that's gonna be great and also uh, I, so I, I you know I drive around a lot and I see like uh, like Jennifer Lawrence's Jennifer's Louisville right? Or Muhammad Ali's like Louisville, stuff like that. Those big murals, okay? They look like posters, they're murals. And I just got to thinking, you know, I really like, I know obviously the big ones, okay? But I really don't know any of the other people that there are murals of. You know, and I kind of want to know, so I started reaching out to some of the people that are still living that have some of these murals. Um, and one of them, his name is Patrick Hughes, and he was on U of L's marching band. He's bound to a wheelchair, uh, but he's got a really cool story, and he has agreed to come on the podcast as well. So he's going to be coming on in the next couple weeks and kind of working to see how we can make this work because obviously in-person interviews sound way better. Uh, Zoom works, you know, but if you can get somebody, if I can get somebody down here to the studio and it works out, then it's it's best, right? Now, obviously, there are some extra considerations to take into account when your guest is wheelchair-bound, right? So, yeah, he can get into the studio, can he get out here? And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm an Uber driver. I can come and pick you up. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, I doubt that you have a handicap accessory van. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, that might be an issue. So, he's kind of working to see um, with his dad if they can get out here, and we're going to try to make that work. But a really cool story, and I'm I'm hoping that we can get him on here in the next couple weeks. Uh, What I've been doing, basically, is, you know, like salespeople will tell you that if you're not prospecting and spending a certain amount of time prospecting every single day and kind of building up your pipeline, then you're probably not going to have any leads, right? I mean, so uh, what I've been doing is dedicating an hour of time, just an hour, okay, hour a day, and reaching out to people that I think would be interesting interviews, Uh, people that come on that can tell me about... Overcoming failures and adversity and challenges they face in their life and successes, celebrating successes of others. Um, real talk—just people's truth, right? Tell me what you've learned, and give me that knowledge, and give me the raw shit. That's what people love, okay? And so I've been spending about an hour a day reaching out to people, and you know, I I get some no's, and to that I say, sorry to hear that. No worries, right? Um, (laughs) don't ask to come on a year from now. All right, I'm gonna tell you to fuck off. But uh, no, I mean, in all seriousness, no, it's fine. I understand people sometimes just they 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 don't want to talk. They don't want to talk. It's fine. Whatever. Um, but uh, for the most part, it, it's been pretty good. And I'm, I'm starting to really kind of qualify some of these people, and they're coming on. And so, um, like, uh, Tucker Max agreed to come back on in a couple months and I'm going to get him back on, and so it you know we're starting to build this thing out a little bit and really kind of take shape. And I and I'm proud and and I'm proud of it and I'm proud of where we've come from. And uh, somebody called me the quarantine king. Now I don't know if I would you know necessarily. Let's 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 not get carried away, okay? But uh, it, in terms of pivoting, which is an important skill to have in life, uh, I I think we've done pretty okay here, okay? So that's what we got coming up on the podcast. If you have missed the couple uh, the last couple of weeks, you know last week. I sat down with uh, two guys that I got a lot of love and respect for, Coach Leach, which is like one of my main mentors in life, and his son, uh, William, came over, and and we had a, a really good discussion about uh, race, white privilege, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Tamir Rice... Um, we covered so much, we covered so much So if you missed it, uh, go and check it out uh, You could learn something, okay um, Be open to learning things, alright that's what, that's what I would say about that And go check it out And if you haven't done so already uh, Shame on you, but please, okay Go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review and subscribe. We're there. We're on Spotify. I'm on SoundCloud. Uh, you know that you can follow along on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at BennyTomp18. I'm on Facebook. There's a show page at Real Talk WBinnyT. And uh, that, that's what we got going on, okay? Uh, shout out to Four Roses today and every day. Shout out to my sister who recently had a birthday. Um, that was cool. Went and had a little dinner with the fam over at Napa River Grill, one of the best places. I swear to God. Their breakfast buffet. If you've never been to Napa uh, Napa River Grill, uh, I'm so hungry thinking about it, I can't even get the words out of my mouth. On Sundays, they do a brunch. Oh my God, it's so fire, okay? Uh, it's a br- brunch buffet, okay? So go there, go ham. Tell them Benny T sent you. They'll be like, who the hell? Just be like, yeah, I heard it on the podcast, okay? Okay. Uh, sorry for my out of town people, uh, outside of Louisville. Uh, if you come here to visit your boy, okay, we're going Sunday brunch, probably hungover and it's going to be fantastic and it's going to be fantastic. I also went down, uh, just a couple quick things here. Also went down to awesome lazy river. It's in Shepherdsville and they let you basically, uh, I went down with nine of the people myself, so 10, and we were able to tie all of our rafts together. They give you a little raft for your cooler, and so it, it took about four hours to get all the way down. I was very proud of myself. Listen, you talk about big kid problems. Reapplying sunscreen, my friends, okay? Wear sunscreen. I did. I was good. A couple of my buddies, they didn't, they got fucking torched <laughs> you know it's like guys we're, we're getting close to 30 years old now okay your mom is not there every day to tell you honey put your sunscreen on make sure that you wear sunscreen okay come on you're almost 30 years old put some fucking spf 50 on and reapply two or three times if you're going to be out in the sun all day and then you don't have to walk around like patrick fucking starfish all next week okay you're welcome okay uh <laughs> but that was really fun um and then uh, I finally watched. I finally got around to watching Uncut Gems. Okay, I finally did, and I feel like th- this was a movie that came out on Netflix that everybody hyped up, everybody gassed. It was like, "Hey, have you seen Uncut Gems yet? Have you seen Uncut Gems yet?" No. And when things start happening like that, when everybody's talking about something, pretty much b- besides like uh, the Tiger King thing, like I- I'm, I'm just. I'm going to wait, okay? I'll wait, I'll wait. Because if everybody's telling me, I, I I, just, I'm cynical, I don't believe it, I tend to go the other way, and everybody was talking about Uncut Gems, how good it is, and I finally watched it a couple months after it had been out, right? And I got to tell you, uh, that movie was Wildly mediocre. I mean, solid C on my grading scale. Here's what I think happened. I think that we were so starved for a a halfway decent Adam Sandler performance that everybody just gassed up, uncut gems because it was like, hey, this one actually isn't a dumpster fire, and it was okay, okay. But but also like Kevin Garnett, you know, he did it okay. He did a pretty decent job acting. But I'm just come on, man. Athletes aren't actors. Like it, it rarely works. Like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar worked an Airplane because he wasn't even in it for that long. Okay, but when you actually have an uh, athlete, former athlete that's doing dialogue, like LeBron was in that movie Trainwreck, and I didn't see it, but I, you know, people that I know that did were like, yeah, you you could tell that he wasn't really an actor. Like he, you know, it's just like it 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 rarely translates the KG thing in Uncut Gems, you know, I, I just wasn't really a big fan, I guess he did okay, um, but man, that that movie was just, it was just kind of just like, really, this was this was the movie that you guys were fucking gassing up the whole time, I, I mean, this is what I was like, oh my god, you gotta see it, you gotta see it, you gotta see it, okay, I saw it, and now I can't unsee it, you know what I mean, like, come on, man, uh, the other one that uh, I, I recently watched, it, I don't think it's out yet, I, I went ahead and bought it like early on Amazon, and so I watched it, uh, it's called Irresistible, with Steve Carell, and it's got a couple of the people in it, uh, I, I can't remember the actress's name that's in it, but... Dude, I gotta tell you, and basically, it, it satirizes uh, our political kind of campaign deal, right? Chris Cooper is like this hardened veteran that runs in this small Wisconsin town, and um, Democrats are so desperate for somebody that they go and they pour a bunch of money into this candidate, and basically, it's just this entire scheme that the the the, the people of this town have come up with because they knew that this video former Marine talking about uh, American values would go viral and then people would be like oh my god he needs to become the next person and so they prop him up and basically it's just a ploy to get this town a bunch of money and they take everything that's poured into the pack um you know the super pack and (laughs) then they're like yay now we've funded our city and we're not uh any longer like on the brink of uh a bunch of unemployment and really bad shit and at the end like it's totally legal like it that could totally happen that could absolutely happen and they kind of go through it and they they interview like when the credits are rolling um, they interview some of these like lawyers and uh, Jon Stewart was the one that did it and uh, it, they're like yeah this could a thousand percent happen but the reason that I bring that up is dude Steve Carell can I can I just like can I just like uh you know suck up to him for a second? He has become one of my favorite actors. Him and Christian Bale, between those two, I, I like I swear to god, you know, it's funny too because he started out as the funny guy, right? 40-year-old virgin, he's in Bruce Almighty, he's doing comedies um you know dinner for schmucks obviously the office but think about think about just like how his career has transitioned from comedy, okay, and then The Office being kind of like deadpan comedy, right? Which, which I'm personally not a fan of. I'm I do not think The Office is funny. I have never watched a full episode. Um, fuck your chili cook-off episode, okay? I'm just like, nope. Uh, I, I just don't think it's funny. I I mean, I just you know whatever. Um, sorry, I know that offended some of you, but uh, nice for what? Uh, they the the the, the thing is like he's done. These different sects of comedy, and then he's moved on and transitioned really into these like dramatic, serious roles. Like The Big Short, one of my favorite movies of all time, has both of them, th- both of them in it: Bale and uh, uh, Steve Carell. There, um, but he did like Beautiful Boy, and he's done some really more serious stuff. And uh, I- I'm just I'm amazed, like you know, it's one thing to be in comedy and then try to do more serious stuff like Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey tried to do more serious films and um, I, I can't remember the, it was like a horror film or something that Jim Carrey did, but it sucked. Um, and, and he really hasn't been able to kind of translate into anything else besides comedy, right? Will Ferrell... Um you know he's not doing a whole lot of serious movies like he's you know going to be 60 years old doing step brothers 5 and and that's fine you know that that works for a lot of people and daddy's home all that stuff but Steve Carell man Steve Carell has really blossomed into a great actor not just 40 year old virgin guy but I tell you what he was good he's good irresistible that's the name of the movie okay Uh I want to shift gears okay The Redskins Washington Redskins the team formerly known as the Washington Redskins They have decided that they're going to change their name Listen, listen Everybody gets so butthurt about this And people are on Facebook talking about Oh my god, yeah, how, how can you possibly tell a business to change their name And blah 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 And it's, it's their rights And like, you know what, look Look, here, it's, it's as simple as this for me As long as I've been alive June 1992 As long as I've been alive, the Redskins or the Cleveland Indians, which is another team that's being talked about and kind of being pressured into changing their name, listen, you've been losers for over 20 years. It's been almost 30 years. Like the Redskins haven't been, I can't, I, I, not certainly in my lifetime. And if you're listening and you're closer to 50, like maybe you remember some good years, but you know what? Like, The Redskins and the Cleveland Indians, they've been synonymous with losing. They are losers. You're a loser, Redskin fan. You're a loser, Cleveland Indian fan. And your organization is full of losers. It's run by losers. Dan Snyder. I don't know what the hell is coming down the pipes, but something is about the drop that is not good, and could possibly lead to his ouster, if you believe everybody in the media hyping this thing up, there's a bunch of cryptic tweets, Josh Norman was tweeting about it today, a bunch of people, the Washington Post apparently has this bombshell report, it's gonna drop, and watch, you know what, I'm saying that right now, and it's probably gonna end up dropping as soon as I get done and start editing this podcast, and then this part of the podcast is just gonna be, like, dated, and I'm gonna be like, oh, fuck me, great, okay, but... Um it, why 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 wouldn't you want a fresh start? You know what I mean? Like why do you care? Yeah, you y- you know, I I can understand like if it was my business and someone was like trying to boss me around and tell me what to do. Well, if I had an offensive name and listen, white people, okay? You don't get to decide what's offensive to other people okay, you just, you just you don't get to legislate that, um, you can say, yeah, it brings honor to the Native American people, but, but listen, unless you've, you know, how many Native Americans have you spoken to, okay, how many reservations have you gone and polled and been like, hey, do you guys think this name is problematic, does this bother you, and look, some of their main people have spoken out and said, yeah, we have an issue with this, there's been issues with it for years, and so, fine. I don't get to decide what's offensive to those to to them, okay? And neither do you. If you're white and if you're on Facebook talking about they can't do that blah blah blah. Listen, don't you think that they would want the redskins? A fr- like why wouldn't they want a fresh start? Like why would you want to be married to a name that's synonymous with losing for the last couple decades? Why not take this as an opportunity to distance yourself from it and start brand new? And if this thing that drops from the Washington Post is going to come out and it's going to look really bad and there's been a string of firings that have been supposedly reportedly, not reportedly, but reportedly attached to this thing and who knows what's going to come out. Um, But if this leads to Dan Snyder losing the team, that's great. (laughs) That's a win-win. That's a win-win okay now here's here's my other sports take okay you ready for this college football is not going to happen this this year we're not going to get college football it's just I'm watching these teams okay Miami was with the team today that just tested or positive and halted their workouts and it's been happening um, in pockets around the country here's the thing man there are some Schools that aren't even going to have people back on campus. Uh, so how can you ask a student athlete to go back on campus? The Ivy League, which if you'll remember, was, were the first ones that canceled uh, their basketball activities and said, we're not going to the tournament, even if there is a March Madness, the Ivy League schools are not going okay, and they were the first one, you know what, uh, you know, this might sound crazy to some of you, but I'm, I'm going to be more inclined to kind of like believe and trust the smart institutions like the Ivy League schools to make a decision like this, that it's probably based somewhere in evidence and fact and uh, data, okay, and they're probably sitting here going, yeah, there's no way, and they did say that, so, okay, fine, I'm looking at the rest of this schedule, Going, okay, Pac 12, Big Ten say that they're going to only play conference games. Fine. I don't even think that's happening in the fall, man. I just don't see it. And there's a bunch of people in the media that don't want to admit that this is like a real thing. And I just like, you know, every day I feel like there is, you know, Uh, Like (laughs) My timeline is just so all over the place because on one hand, I'll see an account talking about 59 days until college football is supposed to return. And then the very next tweet, literally right on top of it, or sandwiched in between these two tweets, um, is something about another team pausing their workouts, suspending their workouts. It's this player got it, these players got it. Um, listen, the writing is on the wall, man. The writing is on the wall. It's not happening, okay? Just be honest with yourself. And here's the other thing is, there's talk about, well, if they do an only conference schedule, so let's say eight or nine games, and let's say they push it to the spring, will that happen? And there's a lot of belief that's like, well, even if we don't get college football in the fall, it'll happen in the spring. No, it won't. Do you realize how absurd that sounds? Because here's what you're failing to realize. If you move the college football season into the spring, okay, let's say it starts January 1st, okay, and let's say you only do eight weeks of conference games, okay, a normal season typically goes from August 29th, right, week zero, to January 13th, which is like the national championship game, okay, so about four, four and a half months, right? If you did that in the spring, That would take us from January to mid-April, okay, with summer stuff having to happen, and then you've got fall camps and everything starting up like a couple months after that. That's not enough time. And you say, well, look, they're going to only do conference games, so that shortens the season down by four or five games. Okay, fine. Even then, okay, start January 1st. Say you play eight teams, and a bye. So then that's nine weeks. Now we're looking at January, February, March. Now we need uh, about a month for bowl practices. T, they're not going to do as many bowls. Fine, but they're going to do the major bowls. There's going to have to be a national championship, right? And so you're looking at about two or three weeks of practices. Now we're looking at still like April, you know, before we're getting to the national championship and before the season's supposed to end. It's too quick of a turnaround between then, whenever, whenever that, you know, the the air quote college football 2020 season happens, it's too short of a time between the end of that and the beginning of the next season. Because here's what you can't do. You can't let a one year issue start to domino into a two and three and four year issue. Because if you start if you push back next football season, well, then you're left with kind of the same thing. You know, you're constantly starting the years off later. And I thought, well, could they do it where they just like start to kind of like wean back off of it? And so like a, a a year at a time, they kind of move the schedule back a week or two earlier and earlier. And then finally, like four years from now, we're back on the on a consistent schedule. And I'm like, you know what? No, no. That's a lot of work. And that would take a lot of coordination and, you know. The NCAA just doesn't have that type of power to govern all those schools. I, I just don't think they do. I don't think they do. A lot of the decisions that are made don't—they don't come from the NCAA. They come from the the freaking conferences themselves. So it, you, you're just—if you say yeah, it's going to happen and it's a spring thing and you're just definitive about it, like you don't know shit. You don't. I I I just—you know—think the thing about player safety and like those players need. Uh, time for their bodies to heal and and like recover from the college football season any college football season okay and even if they do play conference games only and then get to the fall they're going to have to be pushing the fall back and I just think that ultimately they're they're the people that make these decisions are going to go okay well we still don't know what's going on and we need to make a decision here before it gets too late. They're probably going to end up pushing it to the spring and saying, yeah, but ultimately, does it happen? I, I just think that we end up getting no no college football season. I'm preparing myself for that. I think you should, too. I don't think it's going to happen in the fall. And, and honestly, I don't think it's going to happen in the spring either. Um, I, I just I just don't. All right, let me shift gears, okay, because I got two or three Uber stories that are that are kind of good, okay? Um, honestly, the last week uh, have really just been, I, I call them throwaways, like good conversations, but not good enough to turn into a story. I really just haven't had anything juicy happen lately, and every, everything's been pretty calm for the most part. Um, I I did get a couple of good stories from the last week or so driving And so I'll share those here Uh, But first I gotta remind you about my friends at Four Roses Bourbon Who say that winning deserves a worthy reward And you should celebrate life's wins With Four Roses family of award winning bourbons Sit back, relax, take a sip and savor the victory my friends Learn more at fourrosesbourbon.com Be mellow, be responsible Okay so the first one uh, pretty funny, pretty funny, okay, almost got shot, not really, but, but could have, very easily could have, okay, what happened, well, I was headed down to Taylor Boulevard to pick up a rider, okay, and for those out-of-town listeners, Taylor Boulevard is downtown, okay, um, so I'm, I'm downtown, and I'm driving to this person's house, okay, and I pull up, and I park, and there's a person, there's a guy who is standing outside of, it was kind of like, a, uh, like a, a multi-family kind of apartment complex, not apartment complex, but it was like a house with kind of like four, you know, there was a house in the front, and there's a house in the back, and it looked like there was another one, and so it was kind of like a multi-family structure, you, you feel me, you get what I'm saying, okay. But there's a guy who's standing out front, and he's smoking a cigarette. And I don't know if this is my rider or not, he's got his phone in his hand, which which is typically like a telltale sign if somebody's about to get in the car. You know, whenever I pull up somewhere and I'm like, oh my, I, you know, uh, I, where's my rider, right, typically the thing that gives it away is the person with the phone in their hand because they're like looking down at the app and they're looking up or whatever. Well, this person is standing outside in front of what I, what I believe to be the address that I'm supposed to be picking this person up from. And he's got his phone in his hand But he's smoking a cigarette So I'm like okay is this my guy So (laughs) I pull up on the other side of the road Okay so now I'm parked Facing the other cars on the side of the road Right And I'm looking at him Thinking is this my guy And he's looking back at me And he kind of is looking pretty serious at me Right He's wondering what the hell is this guy doing and I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking, okay, is, is, this, is this my guy? I, I don't know. And he is just, like, looking down the brim of his nose, looking up at me, you know, not looking at his phone at all, and he's holding a cigarette, which is still, like, smoking, right, has a wisp of smoke going up, and, but he, he, he hasn't touched it. He's just, like, frozen, looking straight at me, and I'm looking straight at him. And he's not moving. And I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't my guy. And I get a text on the app that says, hey, I'm about to come out. And so I text him back and I say, okay, sounds good. So then I'm like, okay, so that wasn't my guy. And I turn to look at him and he's still looking at me, hasn't moved smoke still billowing up from the cigarette phone still in his hand like he has not moved he's just staring at me <laughs> and I'm like "Ooh, I should probably cut this tension this is good tension right so I rolled down the window and I'm like hey man what's good I'm just waiting on my uber uh like my rider to come out and he like his body language just like goes from tense like hunched up to just "Ooh," <laughs> and he's like man, man, man. I thought, I didn't, you know, you feel me? I didn't know what you was doing. You run up on me. And I was like, no, 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 no. So my, I see my rider come out from the back and him and this person who was standing out front, they say something to each other. And he kind of like, my rider is like kind of chuckling. And so he gets in the car and we pull off and I, I wave to the guy who was standing there smoking a cigarette and he waves back at me. And uh, I tell my rider, I'm like, man, that, that guy was... uh kind of scared wasn't he and he was like yeah man what'd you do and I was like nothing I just pulled up and I, I yeah I didn't know if that was you or like what what was the what was going on, right? And he goes, Oh uh, yeah, when I came out, he looked at me and was like, man, you Uber Uber drive about got smoked. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, man, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe say that earlier or something like that. I'm like, look, I you know, I do whatever, whatever. So that was pretty good. Um, but, but the guy, the guy who was standing there was like, he was like, man, I, I about ran and got my gun. Like, I, I really cut it probably cut it kind of close there, but, uh, you know, what, what, what am I going to do? Okay. Uh, this next one is, kind of disgusting i I was disgusted um there was a person who was sitting behind me in the car and most now in kentucky there is a mask mandate so everybody has to wear masks right but um as recent as like a week ago there wasn't and this happened last week and there was somebody who was sitting behind me and they sneezed which already, like, I'm like, okay, don't sneeze in the car. And I get that there's nothing that this person could do, um, except cover their fucking mouth because they, whatever they did, you know, when whenever I sneeze, no matter where I am, I lift my shirt over my mouth and I sneeze into it, okay, because I just don't want that debris to get anywhere. Well, this fucking person sneezes in the back of my car, sitting behind me. And I feel the debris go on my neck, like I felt their sneeze hit my neck. And I go, "What the fuck, man? Cover your mouth!" And the guy was like, "Oh, sorry, sorry." And I was like, "Yo, that's not funny. Like, cover your mouth." He's like, "My bad, man, 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 my bad, man. Please don't kick me out of the car, please." I was like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kick you out of the car. But if you need to sneeze, cover your fucking mouth, man. Jesus Christ! Like, what are we doing here? You sneeze on people's necks. I'm like, what the hell is going on?" Um. Here's here's one called Boomers suck. Okay, (laughs) maybe maybe your experience is different. Okay, but you know what's funny is a lot of times Boomers will talk such a big game. They talk such a big game. It kills me. And then they just leave you unsatisfied. And they just they don't follow through with whatever they said. You know, and it's like people. I don't know if they think people are going to give them the benefit of the doubt and think like, oh man, this guy's probably old and established, so he really is going to leave me a nice tip. Well, I pull up, okay, and I'm sitting in this driveway, and I'm going to call this guy Brandon, okay, call him Brandon, and Brandon calls me as soon as I accept this ride, okay, I'm 11 minutes away, as soon as I accept the ride, Brandon calls me and is like, hey man, where are you? And I said, I'm 11 minutes away, apps should show that, I'm on my way over, I'll be there in about 11 minutes, okay? it's like, all right, cool, click, get there, I'm in the driveway, Uber has this thing where if you sit there for five minutes, then technically your ride whoever you're waiting on if they haven't shown up in five minutes then it's eligible to be canceled then you can charge the person a cancellation fee which is like i think it's like five bucks or something like that okay so i'm sitting there and already like three or four minutes have gone by and i am like i'm about ready to leave because i'm just like how is this guy gonna call me say where are you and then be late when i show up like come on man um and i'm literally i back out of his driveway and i'm about to take off and it was literally i mean it was like about the clock was about to hit f- the 5 minute mark and i see him come out and he's smoking a cigarette and he he walks out and i'm like okay so i pull back in the driveway and he's like hey man Um, my wife is getting ready, you know, you know how women are, like, he's blaming his wife for it, and he's like, we'll, we'll be out in just like a couple minutes, just don't leave, all right, I'll make it worth your while, I'll tip you good, and I'm like, okay, so he goes back in and disappears for another five minutes, and at this point, I'm literally looking at my thing, going, I should just fucking leave this guy, I should leave this guy, and finally, he comes out, his wife comes out, she sits up in the front seat, And he sits in the back, okay? And the whole time, it was a very tense ride because I guess they had both been drinking and she was celebrating her 50th birthday. So I'm like, happy birthday. And I start chatting her up. And here's the thing about me, okay? People confuse my friendliness for flirtation sometimes. It, it happens a lot actually I'm just Whether it's my guy friends My girlfriends Like I, I'm I'm a flirt Okay R. Kelly said it best Okay But but also You know Sometimes people mistake My friendliness For flirtiness And I think this guy Thought that I'm up In the front seat Just flirting with his wife The whole time Which hey She didn't look that bad Alright She just turned 50 I'm, I'm like Hey you look good Alright And he is just In the back And I, I, I try to I don't want to alienate him The whole time Right because my the wife and I are talking and I, I look back and ask him, like, what do you do? And he's like, a uh, little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, kind of gives me like a weird answer. And I'm like, okay. And his wife's up there and like gets annoyed at that. And she's like, ah, Brandon, tell the man what you do. You just asked. What, what is that? What do you give him an answer? And she looks at me and says, he's unemployed, he lost his job, and, and the guy kind of sighs, and he's just not having a good time, right? He's just not having a good time. And I, you know, again, I, I'm coming back to the wife, and I'm like, whatever, okay, that guy doesn't want to talk, fine. And uh, I talked to the guy about pivoting and, you know, try to kind of, like, get him involved a little bit so he wasn't just sitting there kind of like a sour puss the whole time. And the lady is asking me, you know, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I drive and I host this podcast and she's like, oh, what's the podcast about? And I start, you know, kind of telling her and she's like, oh man, oh my gosh, like I have some stories for you. And she looks back at her husband and she's like, should I tell him my stories? And he's like, no, 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 just being a grumpy gill back there. And she's like, oh man, you know, I, I, I like you, you know? And she's like, not feeling me But feeling me You know what I mean Like she's not physically feeling me But she's like I like you You know this is nice this, You're a nice young boy You know You grew up out here. This, you're a nice young boy And so we pull up And we get to the restaurant They were going to a nice restaurant For her birthday It was very nice and she gets out, or she's trying to get out, and her she's like uh, Brandon, you know, and she's kind of bitching at him because he hasn't come and like helped her out of the car. And she turns to look at me, and she's like, "Can you believe this guy?" And she literally said that, and and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And she's like, uh, "What what do we owe you?" And the guy's like, "No, honey, we, we I it's it's I do it on my phone." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I I, I do take." And she's like digging through her purse, and she's like. Uh, well, I want to tip him. And he's like, no, I want to. I do it on my phone. And I said, I, I take cash, too. And she's like, oh, OK, yeah, yeah. How much do you want? And and then her husband like grabs her arm, butts in and is like, no, honey, I get an email to my phone and I do it through that. And I I I just didn't say anything because obviously you don't know how the you don't know how this works and you sound like an idiot and you look like an asshole by the way because you're just like grabbing your wife's arm and ripping her out of the car and you know she's having a good time right and so uh, (laughs) he was not he was not having a good time (laughs) straight up not having a good time um and so he gets her out of the car and I'm like all right guys take care. And I start to kind of like drive off a little bit, and they were just like stopped in the sidewalk, like having an argument, like right after they got out. And, uh, you know, later on in the night, I'm looking back because I'm going, you know, this guy, here's this guy who is like, oh, I'm this big shot, right? And oh, I'll make it worth your while, please don't cancel on me, oh, it's my wife's fault throwing her on the bus and then getting her out of the car and not letting her tip when she wanted the tip and she's digging through her purse for cash and she's like, how much do you need? And he's like, oh no, it comes to an email on my phone. Uh, okay, boomer. And then I look and guess what? Guess who didn't tip? The fucking boomer. The big talking boomer. Another time, boomers just let me down. All right, this next story happened at a gas station, okay, so not necessarily somebody that I had in the car This was somebody that was at a Kroger gas station close to where I live, okay And I'm pulling up to get gas And this person is stopped Not in, there's like, you know, there's like two pumps, right She's stopped at the back pump filling up And I'm like, okay So I have to go around her to get to the first pump Now I could give her the benefit of the doubt and say, maybe somebody was in front of her. That's why she was at the second pump. But let's be real. This person had no self-awareness. So they're probably the type of person that just pulls up to the very first one, not thinking about anybody else, and uh, making it more difficult for other people to access that pump if they have their gas thing on the side of that car, Okay, which mine is, on the left side. So this person's parked I have to go around them and then back in to get to this pump, okay? And so that's what I'm doing. I put it in reverse. As soon as I put it in reverse, this woman just starts honking her horn at me, holding it down, blaring her horn. People are looking. And I'm just trying to back in to get to the pump, okay, so that I can reach it, fill up my car, and go on my merry fucking way. This person is sitting behind me holding their horn down the entire time I'm backing up. And look, I have a rear view camera mirror. I look back like I I was in nowhere near coming close to her. She just, I don't I don't know if she thought that I didn't see her or whatever, but I'm like, lady, I had to pull around your inconsiderate ass just to get to the gas pump. Obviously, I saw you there. So why are you honking at me when I'm backing up? and so I get out of the car and I kind of I throw my hands up and she's literally like she's done pumping her gas she's just sitting in her car like on her phone looking at her phone and I kind of like throw my hands up I'm like what the hell like I did I emotion to her and I said did you not think I saw you and she she like has this amused look on her face and so I go to get the gas nozzle and I put it in and she's still looking at me and I flicked her off and I smiled okay this is really a mindfuck. It really gets to people. If you just smile and like if you flick them off and smile, they're, they're just bewildered. Like they're baffled. They have no clue what what to do. Okay. And so I smile and I flick her off and I'm like, yeah, hey, see this, right? And she, I turn around to like finish pumping the gas, right? And she pulls up and rolls down her window and she says, excuse me, did you just flip me off? And I was like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I'll do it again. And I did it again, like right in her face, right? (laughs) And she's like, she goes, how old are you? And I said, how old are you? And she was like, Oh, did, did did I hurt your feelings? Did did your feelings get hurt? This is a grown woman, keep in mind. This is like a 50-year-old soccer mom wearing like these broke ass aviators and a Nike visor, driving some kind I think it was a bread Porsche Cayenne, okay? And I go, you know, I look, I'm trying to pump gas. Like at this point, I'm done with this conversation. So I go, get the fuck out of here, Karen. Like, fuck off, Karen. And she goes, oh, poor baby got his feelings hurt. Do you want me to call your mommy? And she starts to pull away. And I said, listen, I'm sorry your kids hate you, but don't take it out on me, okay? I'm not your fucking kid. And she stops her car, okay? And she goes, I don't have any kids jackass and she starts to pull away again and she's rolling up her window and I got the last words in and god I was so proud because it just rolled right up the tongue. she goes I don't have any kids jackass and I go yeah that's because no one wants to fuck you and she stops her car (laughs) she stops her car and she hesitated she paused cause she was gonna try to come back with something but she had nothing left she was defeated and she rolled up her window and she drove off and the person who was standing there at this Kroger gas station waiting to like buy cigarettes or whatever they're standing at the counter they're looking over and they're just laughing <laughs> they're just laughing and I look at the guy and I'm like can you believe this shit and it's like man some people right <laughs> Oh God! Oh, oh man! Listen, if you know somebody that drives a red Porsche Cayenne, that's kind of a bitch. Uh, it's probably that lady. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No one wants to fuck you, but don't take it out on me, okay? Jesus Christ! All right. Here's the last story that I got. Okay, and we're gonna end on a. Uh, th- this is this was uh, this was the heaviest thing that I, I probably. Whew, probably have dealt with um, throughout the last couple months, driving. And I live, like I said, man, these are the ones, okay, last time I started the Uber Stories podcast, uh, part four, with kind of the more motivational, inspiring ones. This time, I tried to go with some funnier ones up front, um, just some funny stuff that's happened, and then uh, ending with uh, a really strong one, okay? Um, I'm going to call this guy Adam, okay? I pick Adam up from a hospital, and he gets in and we start going and I say, do you have a doctor's appointment? And he said, yeah, man, I, I got to get these IV antibiotics for this lung infection. You know, I was in the hospital and I was about to get out and then I got this fungal infection and I said, damn, how does that happen? He said, shit, I don't know, bruh. They, they pulled my IV out and tested it and it had staph infection in it. And I was like, man, this sounds like a lawsuit. And he was like, yeah, 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 we'll see. You know, I just got a lawyer. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that sounds like a lawsuit. If they, if the hospital infects you with staph infection in, a, in the needle that they're giving you for IV treatments, then like, can't you should sue them, right? Right? Am I right? Right? And he's like, yeah, I, dude, I had, I had just got out of the hospital. I was on a ventilator for a week and a half. They thought I had COVID, but luckily, you know, I didn't. And I said, what were you in the hospital for originally? Um, Because you you got infected from an IV, but why were you there in the first place? And Adam tells me that he had gone in for back surgery, and he said he was laying in the hospital bed for eight and a half weeks, and he was a day from getting out, starts running 105 fevers, and then just went out one day, and they thought that he was going to die. That's what he tells me. And I asked, did you think you were going to die? And he said, yeah, I guess in the hospital when they think someone's gonna die, they call it a code blue. And it's like an all-hands-on-deck situation. Like, that's literally what they had to do to me. I woke up uh, four days later on a ventilator and they were running a tube into my lungs through the side of my chest, draining fluid out of it. And he was like, you know, when a soldier gets shot and they have to, like, basically, like, make a makeshift trach so they can, like, he can breathe, that's what they had to do to me. And every time... I asked a question, we go deeper and deeper and deeper, okay? So I was like, yeah, dude, you, you really need to get them to cover those medical expenses because if you were in the hospital and you had a back surgery and then you got infected and like you're having to go back, he was having to go back to the hospital every day for like a certain number of days to get these antibiotics and an IV. And I'm like, dude, th- that sounds like a lawsuit. You can definitely get them at least to cover your expenses, your medical expenses, like, like kind of a mea culpa thing, like or bad, right? Um, and I asked, what happened to your back in the first place? And he said, and this is where it starts to kind of like just every question just goes deeper and deeper and deeper. I said, what happened to your back in the first place? He said, well, I I had an infection in my spine. And I said, how does that happen? And he said, man, I don't even know. I think I got out when I was in jail. And I said, okay. I'm like picking up little breadcrumbs, right? What were you in jail for? And he told me that he was driving his girlfriend's car and she had gone to Indiana so many times and not paid her river link like way too many times. So they suspended her registration. And instead of paying that, okay, she paid $50 for a fake temporary tag from someone that she knew that worked at a car lot. And he didn't even know it, like unbeknownst to him, he's driving around with a fake temporary tag on his, on his girlfriend's car. She is, he's driving it. So he said he was sitting in Speedway's parking lot and cops pulled up on him, ran the plates. Well, turns out it's a felony to do that, you know. And so they took him to jail. And he said that he sat there for 2 months waiting to get that dismissed since it wasn't his vehicle. And I was like, "Damn, man, how expensive was a Riverlink?" And he said well, it was like 400 bucks, like 3 400 bucks, but she only had to pay 50 for the tag, right? and i was like damn are you still with her and you know i was kind of like you know like trying to bring it the bring things back up right and i asked that question and he said no she uh we got engaged and then another sad story man she killed herself i woke up and she was laying next to the bed dead Ugh. i'm like jesus how took a bunch of pills and I said, was that before you went in or after? And he said, it was after. It been about a year now. And I said, so you found her? And he said, yeah. Laid down to take a nap, fell asleep. A couple hours later, I woke up. She was blue in the face. That was my ride or die, man. That was my best friend. We were planning the wedding. And I knew that she had been battling depression for so long. And I had finally just got her an appointment at UofL Psychiatric for July 29th and she did it at the beginning of the month, that was last year, and you know, the dude's just just fucking defeated, man, he's just like, if I knew it was that serious, I would have done more, and he said he fell into a deep depression after that, started using drugs heavy, popping a lot of pills, and he's like, that's probably why my health, the way it is now, and we just kind of sat there for, for, you know, maybe like 20 seconds go by, and I just showed him the semicolon uh, tattoo that I have on my wrist, and I, I shared with him, like I'm sharing with you guys now. Um, I told him about walking to the Golden Gate Bridge and looking down, and spitting, and you know, throwing a coin down, and just kind of counting the seconds, like that that those objects were falling, imagining how long will it be before my body hits the water. And, and really looking down at it, like, is this where I'm about to get off, right? And ultimately, I got down, okay? And I feel good about that. Uh, but, I, you know, that wasn't my stopping point. And that wasn't where my story was going to end. And I, I'm telling him this. And I'm like, I'm, I, listen, I'm, I'm the kind of sicko that I needed to go to the edge and look down just to make sure, just to prove to myself that now is not my time. Like, I have so much further to go. And he says, man, I'm, I'm fighting. I'm fighting right now. And I could hear it in his voice And I said keep moving man Just keep pushing forward And he says I, You know I don't know if you believe in a higher power or, 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 or something spiritual But I believe there's a reason I'm here And you know I'm the only one that's left He said I've been going to funerals since I was 17 years old Watching my friends die To the point where there's none left She was the last that I had I'm solo dolo, man, all I got's my mom, and he kind of trails off, and I'm like, dude, you got to find some new people, man, you got to find some new people to ground you and keep you here, because you can't do this alone, you know, and he said, I got a daughter, she just turned three on the 10th of June, and I said, oh, no way, I'm the 12th, right there next to her, Gemini's, I bet she's going to drive you fucking nuts, and I'm trying to crack a smile, and, and I get the smile that I'm trying to get, and he says, man, she already does, and I'm like, so that's good, okay, so your daughter, like, that's a reason to stay, right, and he's like, yeah, man, that's that's my driving force, I just got to build my strength back up, and I just, listen, I went full on just like, all right, let pull up a chair, I'm a rant, and I'm gonna just spit my truth for a second, but like, Building your strength back up, it takes time, and and this is what I told him verbatim, and if you're going through something similar, then maybe you need to hear this too, and I've talked about this before, about building up momentum and why it's important, but I'm going to go through it again, because it is important, okay, yeah, it's fine, things will take a little bit of time, okay, but little by little, just improve incrementally, and you move forward. You'll have a setback. You'll start going again. You fall back off again. Whether it's drugs, alcohol, dieting, working out, right, um, whatever you're trying to to stop doing uh, and abstain from, like there'll be a period where you're going, you're going, you're going. Things are going good. Boom, holiday. Boom, you're triggered, and then you kind of fall back into that, and it's fine, right? But if you can decrease that amount of time between each start and stop, like the amount of time it takes you to kind of pick yourself up, dust yourself back off, and get right back on your grind. Um, If you can get better at that bounce back, then that's, that's, that's that's what you're shooting to do, man. That's what you're shooting to do. Just jump right back in, and you learn little ways to cope with that and say, no, I'm not going down this rabbit hole anymore. That's all we can do. That's all we can do is just little by little as we get older and we learn more about ourselves. uh, If we're honest with ourselves, you just improve incrementally and build upon yourself. And you build up some momentum and you stick with it. And I told him six months from now, you're going to look back and you're going to say, damn, that was hard, but I'm rolling now. And then you just keep on rolling. And as I'm saying this, we're pulling up to his address. And I keep business cards with me, right? Right. And so we pull up, and I gave him one of my cards, and I said, hey, man, call me. If you get to that point, call me. And he said, for real? For real? And I said, yeah, man, you call me. I'll pick up anytime. time. Call me. He said, all right, I will. He got out. And he said, thanks for the talk, man. It re- this really helped. And you know what? I hope he does call me. And I hope that if you're listening to this, and you have my number, and, and you get to that place I hope you know that you can call me too, okay? Or DM me. If you don't have my number, DM me, whatever, at BennyTomp18. Reach out, and I got you. I got you. Like, I, I got you, okay? Because the whole point of this, as I as I move deeper into this, right, I, I'm just like... I, I, I think this is where, I think this is my lane. I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now, but I know that this is the closest thing that I feel like I'm fulfilling destiny, my my destiny, right, is helping other people, and if I can get people to not feel as as, as shitty as I have before, and I can help people cope, and I can help people kind of feel like, okay, I'm not alone in this, like, if he can do it, then I can do it, then we can do it, right, right? that is my goal. That is ultimately my goal. And I know that I tell some stories and I have been an asshole in my life, right? And that person that met me at the Kroger gas station at that specific point probably thinks I'm a fucking asshole. And you know what? Sometimes I am. But at the end of the day, honestly, I'm here to help people and I and I want to do right by people. And I am a good dude. And it comes from the heart. I mean, it really does. So as we continue to move forward with this podcast. Uh, you know, I've, I've thought about sometimes like, should I just, should I call it rock bottom? And because the number of people that get in and start telling me stories about addiction, um, is, is like overwhelming, you know? And that's like, if, if I ask that question to people, Hey, what was your rock bottom? Like, tell me about your rock bottom. That's when you're going to get a lot of good stories. Like I've thought about that. I think about these different, ways that i can go with it and and but for right now i'm I'm keeping it real talk and i'm going to continue to bring people on that that are that because ultimately that's what i want right is is just real talk it could be about whatever right like i'm i'm struggling i struggle to figure out what i'm gonna you know i think my podcast on apple podcast still says it's sports and that's fine we'll do some sports from time to time but like ultimately what i'm trying to do and where i'm trying to go with this is helping other people and I don't know, you know, what exactly that looks like, but I know that every step of the way, like like everything I've done to this point has gotten me here, and it's gotten me closer to where I'm trying to go, and... Uh, ultimately, I don't know what that end goal is. I, I don't know what that end goal is um, with this podcast and with these stories. You know, my hope is that I can tell some that are funny, that are entertaining, that are unbelievable, right? Uh, but also, like, I, I want somebody to hear this and feel inspired or feel motivated or empowered, and hear something that they might keep with them. You never know what sticks with people, right? And if you're listening and you made it this far. Um, then you're probably somebody that listens pretty often. and and I fucking love you for that, okay? Honestly. And I just hope that uh, i'm I'm gonna do right ultimately by you guys and the people that I'm lining up to come out. and and like I said at the beginning of this as I'm spending time actually, you know, reaching out to people and kind of like, Waiting my way through the rejections. Oh, not at this time. Oh, I don't do podcasts. Blah, 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 blah. Like the people that are coming on are going to be quality people and they're going to have quality stories. And I'm just trying to get people on that can come on and give us some real shit. You know, get, tell me about a time you failed and how did you overcome it? Tell me about your rock bottom. You know, tell me about where you're at now and why it took so long to get there and what you had to overcome to do it. These are the things that I want to hear. And I think these are the things that people want to hear as well. People need to hear because it's easy to think that my life is so hard, everybody hates me, I'm going through this alone. And then you realize that there are a lot of people that are burdening, uh, shouldering a, a lot of burdens just like you are. And sometimes we don't always... Talk about it. We don't always open up about it. Uh, But the more that you can start to get comfortable doing that, um, you know, the better off you're going to be. You're the better off you're going to be. So uh, excited for Sarah Merrill to come on. Excited for uh, Patrick Hughes to come on at some point. I I hope that happens and we can make it happen. Like I said, kind of some extra considerations there when trying to get somebody out to the to hear, but um I, you know I'm hoping that we can make that work. Um, but uh yeah, if if you have, listen, also if you have something that that you want me to touch on, a topic, uh, you want to share a story, you want some life advice, like whatever it is, email me, okay? Benny Tomp at gmail.com. You can reach out on Twitter, Instagram, my DMs are open at Benny Tomp 18. Send send me something. Like reach out Like I was telling that dude Call me Call me If you get to that point Where you feel like You don't have anybody And this guy's literally like All I have is my mom And my daughter All my homies are gone Like if you feel like that And you're alienated And you're feeling like All this shit's going down And I have no one here To help me with Call me Text me Email me DM me Reach out Okay And I got you And I fucking got you Because you know what We win together we win together, like Drake said, right? One of us goes in, then we all go through it, okay? And it's not about, yeah, I forget the quote, but basically it's what I'm trying to say is um, it's not about where you go, it's about the people that you bring with you. That, that's what I'm trying to say, okay? And I'm trying to bring a whole city. I'm trying to bring a whole city with me. And, and ultimately as we expand from outside of the city of Louisville, um, I'm trying to, you know, I'm I'm trying to build the tribe. Okay, your vibe attracts your tribe, right? And I'm here for you guys. So hit me up if you need anything. I will be back next Thursday. Uh, hopefully, that'll be the time that I've got Sarah Merrill on. We're we're still kind of working out. Um, when we're going to sit down and do this interview, but hopefully that's next week, but if not, I'll probably have some good Uber stories for you, and we'll figure out what this bombshell Washington Redskins um, report is. I, I got to stop saying Redskins. They they haven't named themselves yet, but so I don't know what they're going to call themselves. Maybe Washington Gridlock, because nobody in Washington can ever seem to get anything done. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, that's it for me. I am uh, back next week. Keep on subscribing, leaving me some ratings and reviews. And I love that stuff. Keep drinking your Four Roses bourbon like a bunch of good boys and girls and be good. And I will see you next Thursday. That's it for me. I am Ben Tompkins. That's Real Talk.